Comic Find Podcast, and it is December 11th, Friday, December 11th. I totally screwed up that intro, but I'm here, and we've got no red lamp today, but we have so many other people, and we're going to start all the way from the end of the table. <gasps> I'm here with Gia from Anime Vice. Hey, Gia. Hey, what's up? Hey. Uh, You're like great. so far away at the other end I know. of the table. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> and Kane, our video producer, is also here. How How's are you? How's it going? Pretty good. Go and, and I'm here with... Reisner. And he's like the mystery man of comic. He's he's the, he's the puppet master. <laughs> he controls everything, and and you'll never hear hear anything about him. Anyway, and of course, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> he's really not that important. And of course, I'm here with G-Man, the, the man of the hour. How do you? He, he keeps everything. He is the glue of our. Uh, yeah. Of our broken. He's the backbone of Comic Vine. Okay. How are you, G-Man? I I am good. Did so. you do Christmas shopping last night? I did. I bought some items for my daughter. You want to talk about it? Is she going to listen to this? Um, she probably will not listen to this. I I would assume. <laughs> so I, I don't. She's not usually on iTunes to download the podcast. So I don't think that's she'll, what you think. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know, she's clever. Um, well, we might be doing. I, I'm debating whether we'll do another little G girl review another round this Those weekend. Very popular. So. I mean, uh, my concern is, and maybe, you know, people can chime in on that. It's like, you know, it's, it's kind of a novelty thing. Mm-hmm. And I understand it doesn't really appeal to our general audience. My goal is kind of like, you know, if you, if people have younger siblings or kids, you know, it's like basically you got these kids comics. Are they any good or do they suck? You know, we have to right. tell them how to indoctrinate them. the children. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like the tobacco industry. You got to start them while they're young. Yeah, that's, that's right. And and there are the, the good thing is there are some quality. It's a great way to look at it. There are quality comics that are coming out. You know, Boom Studios is putting out great Boom Kids to print out great books. You know, DC is doing some and Marvel's got some. So, so yeah, we may do some of that. But as far as what I got her, I got her a new bicycle because she, she's outgrown her other one. Is it pink? <gasps> Spoiler alert. It's actually blue. You know what? Mm-hmm. I think she's at that age where she doesn't want pink anymore. So that's we, good. She actually saw it. It's, it's, got, it's called Puppy Love. <laughs> <laughs> right, actually, L-O-V, not L-E-V. So there's some like paw prints and, and stuff on there. And I got her a hula hoop because she, she really wanted a hula hoop. Nice. So she's, oh, she's got can one. I, can I, I just share a quick story? Speaking of puppies. Okay. I was, I was telling Reisner this morning on the way to work. Or wait, not on the way to work. That. No, <laughs> on the way to the podcast, that I saw this giant um, husky, and it was about his size. So, like, if he was on his hands and knees, like, it would probably be. I don't re- really remember hearing that. She says a lot on the way to the podcast. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> so it was like this gorgeous dog. So I'm like, oh, can I pet the dog? And I never normally do that because I don't like to t- touch strange things. But I did this time. It was just like this really gorgeous, gorgeous dog, and and. I was like, oh, I went to UConn, so this is meaningful to me. Hey, my school had huskies or mascots. Really? Yeah. Northern Illinois University, where Red Lamp and wait, I wait, wait, wait. went. Wait, the University of Connecticut and Illinois have something in common? I guess so. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, not the, it's not the University of Illinois. There's like several. There is a University of Illinois, but this mm-hmm. is Northern Illinois University in the middle of the cornfields. <laughs> did you? Uh... I did not shuck the corn out there, but I drove through the fields. Did you guys like during Halloween? Would you have like uh, corn mazes? Um, oh, we had those. We're not really. Of them in, in Oregon because there's did. a lot of space. Yeah. Wait, are you guys all from the Midwest? Oregon is not the Midwest. <laughs> I grew up in California anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. 
Okay, maybe we should get on. Yeah, on let's, the ta- let's talk about this week's <laughs> comic covers. There's, I have to admit, there's nothing that really super jumps out ah, at me. I th- I was thinking Oklahoma. I forgive me. Ah. I I think okay. I was in that musical once. I think I like the DC Universe Holiday Special. That's cute. That oh, that's that's, cute. that's a cool cover. Um, I like the Iron Invincible Iron Man number twenty one where that's they're Dustin? like yeah that the DC is Dustin. Um, the Invincible Iron Man, where they're like jump-starting Tony Stark with like battery jumper cables and Captain America's shield, and but you'll notice this spoiler: who is this Captain America that's on the cover? Uh, that that doesn't look like Bucky Cap's costume. No, it doesn't. Hmm. Bum, bum, bum. You know, Steve Rogers still lost in time. Although, 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 um, Red Skull did bring Steve Rogers' body back and has taken it over again. So we don't know where Steve's. What does he do? Possess his body? Well, the the the, <laughs> the story with the Red Skull. Let's do this little segue. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great idea. Um, it was thirty back, seconds. It, no, this is gonna be more than thirty seconds. See, this is an example. This is the the point of the thirty second videos because I can just sit here and just branch out. So back in Captain America three hundred, there was like this final battle. The Red Skull's body was dying. He's, he's deteriorating, and he he basically died. But then he ends up managing to clone Steve Rogers' body and use that body, ends up getting the fa- the head, the face gets ruined, so he's got like a real skull, blah, 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 and then he lost his body, and then he was inhabiting, co-inhabiting the body with Alexander Lukin, but then that body got ruined, so now he's like in this robot thing. <laughs> and <laughs> so all of this, now he's he's got Steve Rogers' body, and we don't know where Steve Rogers is. But um, the okay. next, next Reborn comes now, out like Wednesday. Um, in that article that I wrote about how Dark Reign isn't involved in the Captain America series, yes. uh-huh. it's not, right? Um, I mean, there's no Dark Reign. The, the, only, the only connection is, is Norman Osborn is trying to get involved, and he found out that Sharon Carter was brainwashed to shoot Steve, you know, it's right. a, a second shooter and he oops, he leaked that out. So um they kinda so that was that the only involvement. Really yeah, I don't know. because um Bucky um and Black Widow went on to a hammer facility thing to get something that they needed and then that's where Norman kinda got involved and then Bucky was captured and so that's that's the only connection is the fact that Norman is, is a douche and in charge of of Hammer. But yeah, other than that, yeah, nothing. I didn't think it was very much. Okay, moving on. Um, other covers. I also liked X Men Forever number thirteen. Tom Grummet. We got Ilyana. Some magic, black magic, dark magic, whatever you want to call her in there. Secret Six is pretty good. Secret Six. Who is that on a cover? I don't know, but um, what's his face? Dustin Wynn's um cousin is on this. I think oh, it's yeah? Peter Peter Wynn. Cool. He's really, um, I remember when we were talking to him at Long Beach, he was really nervous about being part of this issue. So I think it's really, really cool. And his art came out really, really well. So it was it was pretty neat to get like kind of a, a sneak peek. Like he opened up his sketchbook and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was weird. I was looking through this and, and I'm like, hey, I recognize that page. Oh yeah, I saw it when it was in the artist's sketchbook. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like Gru, Gru number two. Um, Necrosha the Gathering. This is a, a movie poster spoof, yes. Is it? Um, what is it? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, it looks like it should be like an actual movie poster. It makes me think of the Warriors, but that's probably not right. <laughs> yeah, They've done I mean, that, that, that particular style where you've got the face and then kind of the clouds and then some people in the foreground. I mean, that's been done 
for yeah. a million times. different things. Because yeah. there there was an ad where they did the Lost Boys, like right. a Lost Lost Boys. So that, and that's, they that's, did Pretty Woman with uh, Deadpool. Well, yeah, the, the Deadpool Mark of the Mouth, they're copying everything. But but this makes me think that there's it's something. I don't know. Can I just jump in and say that a lot of the back covers keep grabbing my attention instead of the front covers? Because <laughs> one of the back covers has Kingdom Hearts, um, which is a game a that our readers are big fans of. <laughs> then there was like this Bayonetta ad that I jokingly said was my favorite cover. Tekken then I look, 6. I look at the back of this Space Ace comic, and there's this thing called the Hope Virus that actually looks kind of cool stylistically. Wow, wise. that looks like it should be the cover to that comic book. Well, that is yeah. like a, well, that, that's, yeah, that, that's totally I'm sure indeed. going to be a cover for when yeah. this comic book comes out. But yeah. it looks pretty cool, and I like the sort of pseudo- Gothic Lolita rogue girl. That's like Ar on the Arcana. Cover. Ar I'm not really familiar with that publisher. Arcana. Well, is this Arcana? I was looking at. No, it's not Arcana. Arcana. No. Oh, sure enough. Yeah. I think I've heard of them. Mine has a Spider-Man toothbrush on it. Well, look at look at Tekken Six. Now, this Lots has been on the back cover for a while, and the thing with um, oh, I forget her name. Um, it's right there next to her. Oh, Christine. Um. No, actually, no, no. Just her, call her, them all boobs McKenzie. Her, her, like her, her costume is not very fight worthy, but Nina Williams, what the hell is she wearing? It's like, you know, you got, that's, I'm assuming that's like bare skin showing and like her hips. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's so that she has straps it, that people can hold on to while they're fighting her because she clearly wants to lose. That's just a crazy costume. I don't know. Actually, the way that, that the kind of V shape is there reminds me of something I saw this morning. Apparently, uh, the Borat swimsuit is becoming very popular in Japan mm. with women. There's like this whole big gallery of women wearing similar type costumes of virtually nothing. And are you gonna post it on Anime Vice? Thinking about it. So I might save it for my private collection. I don't know. <laughs> Visit Anime Vice. Anime Vice. We are, we are thinking of the same bright green. Yeah, yeah. But the ones that the girls in Japan are wearing are usually not bright green, but they're that exact same thing. But it's just like sort of a V in the front. That's very brave the of them. Yeah, it's pretty much a nude gallery that's not like if it's, you wanted it's to. It's like something you find in a comic book. Probably. Yeah. I could imagine a superhero wearing it. Yeah, one. no, I think I think Vampirella does wear something that looks exactly <laughs> like that. You ever in the snow in Russia and it's just like the middle of the winter and you're standing on top of a cathedral and you just have to show your cleavage so you open your cat suit partway? Because Black well, Widow does. It, she, I think see, it's just is, because her her chest is too big for Yeah, because it, <laughs> it's, it's clearly not zipped up all the way. Because like Black Hat sometimes, I think, you know, it, it's cut that way where she can't zip up. I think all the way, but um, Black Widow That's what you obviously get when you buy clothes that are too small for you people. Yeah, but yeah, just I'm not gonna lie. I like that cover. I think it's sexy. It is. Black it's Widow. a good cover. I would totally buy it. The and cover I... or the costume? Uh, I think I have the costume. I would buy the cover. You could you could do Black Widow, or you could dress up. Just need the the the, the, the wrist gauntlet things, the shooters, I think that's and cool. and and the belt. I kind of like the cleavage. Yeah, too. That'd be a fun feature. You could just uh, cosplay and re recreate covers in real life. I think a lot of people like the Sarah's cover. shaking her head furiously. <laughs> okay, so that is our cover talk. Oh, and the, the nice thing about Gru is you also get the Referto comic in the back. I always like those. Have you have you read Gru yet? I did read Gru. All right. I guess we'll find out what you thought of it later. We will find out later. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I, I By the way, congratulations on your 30 seconds with Tony. I think it's like the coolest. I love idea love ever. that. It's now, such a great segment. Now the thing with um the 30 seconds is. <laughs> is yeah. I mean as as you heard of my my Red Skull talk you know I I could sit here and probably do like an hour just rambling and getting sidetracked. It's really great to get him to like try to do it in thirty seconds. And <laughs> I, I I think it was actually Decepto that was kind of trying to defend me because I mean it 
it might look like it's sort of making fun of me where it's like oh can you answer this in 30 seconds and you know obviously that that's for me it's a challenge and and yeah you could probably condense it down to 30 seconds easily but i think it's just a great way to um showcase all of your knowledge on yeah. any particular and subject. and the thing is some people kind of call me out on the shield thing because i i didn't have the shield acromon but i mean it's actually no i mean that, that's fine um but the 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 thing is it's like having the camera there and then Vinny about to descend upon me with the question yeah, and and the, i honestly do not know what the question is going to be asked and you know that that kind of puts puts yeah. some pressure there. It's like pressure, you know yeah. what's it going to be, and but I, I I really do enjoy that. It was real fun. We had kind of an office pool of everybody coming up with questions. Yeah, it's everyone's whispering, and I'm sitting there like, hmm, what's the next question? And <laughs> it's kind of funny because I feel like a lot of them you could answer in like five seconds you or could. twenty minutes. Yeah, and so That's thirty seconds is like a real trying life. to do it justice. <laughs> yeah, well, plus I mean it's a lot harder when you're not having to plan something out. But we've already had a couple of users on Anime Vice say that they want something like that too yeah. but I'm, I, it might overlap a little bit with our three-minute experts yeah. so I don't know. did you want to talk about that comic cane yeah i haven't holding? read it but just on the issue of covers this day tripper yeah G- gabriel ba that's I, I i was like yeah so i i will be reviewing that this week cool and fabio moon so i i don't know what it's about but i've heard good things and so. maybe you could criticize the cover for that that it's not really clear what it's about but it i like the look of it i mean it's kind of like it makes you think of like a 60s movie poster yeah. it, but it's almost like it's a vertigo comic it's going to be i mean lately vertigo has been putting out lots really lots like stuff. the unwritten um mm-hmm. sweet tooth it's just pretty much like any new vertigo series like it's gonna be good i i love they're Cinderella. trying to do really? different stuff though i think like after after going from um what's his name bill willingham yeah after reading bill willingham's like there's just no. Well, I think it's it's because I I think is it, it the fable spinoff. Yeah. Because oh. issue two came out um last week. Or yeah. This week, yeah. Because um Cinderella, I think she first appeared in issue four, and you didn't really know. I mean, she was like doing fencing lessons, so it's like, oh, you know, this is Cinderella, and that that's the nice thing about fables is you have these fairy tale characters that are like kicked up like ten notches or mm-hmm. you know whatever, and so and then I think it was like issue seventy three where it was like kind of like a solo. Cinderella, because she was really like a secret spy for Big B Wolf, who was the sheriff of Fabletown at the time, mm-hmm. no longer. But um, so she's basically this kick-ass character that can kick anyone's ass, <laughs> and that's so that that's what I like about it. And then in the second issue of Cinderella, I just don't Cinderella's, think it's written very well. I I, I kind of like it. I mean, the story is kind of eh, you know there, oh, there's a bunch of magic stuff out there, and you know she's got to gather yeah. it up, but it has to do with the. The remnants of the recent war with you know the adversary getting taken down and now all these people are trying to carve out their little kingdoms it almost it almost feels like uh like a cheap i don't know uh, i hope that vertigo will like i hope they go more in this direction of like like uh gabriel ba and fabio moon i had heard of forever and i I took a class on brazilian movies and i really wanted to write a final paper on brazilian comics and i thought that'd be really clever but i couldn't find any and i knew who these guys were but i couldn't find them anywhere so i I hope vertigo does more like taking these kind of you know small press people and making them do something that's genre and really cool rather than like here's another sandman spinoff here's another fable spinoff yeah yeah so and like i said vertigo has been doing a great job just cranking out this stuff that you would never have heard of you but it's almost like you know it's gonna be good yeah okay shall we move on let's um first of all talk about we have a little contest going on on the sites um you can win some original art by dennis colero from his x-men noir the mark of cain 
Yeah. And it's it's a sweet cover. Um, what I, what I what, yeah, what what I what I like about the the image is you know it's all very shadowy. You know, there's I don't want to say there's not a lot of detail, but you know it's all shadows. But just looking at Wolverine's face and you know just you see his 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 grr, his teeth, and there's a lot of expression that's done very subtly and I, I think it's just a nice piece and it would probably and look really nice on a wall yeah, in a frame and it's pretty awesome to own a piece like an actual page from a comic book and then you know I if think you, that's worth a lot yeah. of money you yeah, kind of don't realize how pretty they are until you really see them like yeah. it's just so different than looking at it in a book and the, the colored version is pretty cool too if you know x-men noir mark of cain number one came out wednesday and if you look at the, the colored pages that dennis also colored you know, it's it's almost like looking at two different pictures. I mean, they're both amazing. So yeah, but he did a great job. On yeah, that. yeah. So definitely, I think that's one of his. Uh, it's might be one of his better pieces of yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. So check and check that out. And the other thing which I've been meaning to to review forever is he did the prologue in that Aliens versus Cowboys, Cowboys versus Aliens, which um, supposedly John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. want to make into a movie that's really for weird. DreamWorks <laughs> at some point. So um, yeah, um, it was who was it? Pet Viss or P Viss or I for, I'm sorry I forget his name but he sent me the, the copy of the book and it's it's actually an interesting tale I mean it's it's not dynamic or anything but it's it's interesting seeing cowboys you know the old west fighting aliens so I hope that they it, it does make a movie I, I think it's DreamWorks who's interested in that so okay, but Dennis Claro when I read it I'm like what Dennis Claro did the, the, the art and I almost wish that he did all of the art because he just did the prologue so you got wow. his style and then it jumps into someone else's style so that could be really frustrating for me. Like, I remember um, Tokyo Pop put out some manga based on um, uh, Labyrinth, the uh, Jim Henson movie, and they had this gorgeous, gorgeous cover art by this Chinese artist, but the art on the inside was by a completely different artist, and it wasn't oh, that's like bad a, Every art, comic book is but, like that. Oh, that just well, drives me crazy. Well, and that was my problem with um, Nation X number one, because it's like five different stories. So you got this... You know, it starts off Leonard Kirk's art. Okay, that's nice. But then from there, and this is what got me excited, it jumps into Mike Allred. Mike yeah. Allred. <laughs> and, you know, I've said it many times. If you, you know, his wife does the coloring. I mean, if, if I see anything that she's colored, you know, it's like right away I know she colored that. Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know how she does it. It's just, it's amazing stuff. And look at this. Nightcrawler and Wolverine are using <laughs> the urinals. You know, there's something to... Um, <laughs> I love urinals. <laughs> but they got the the little <laughs> the gap in between. They don't want to be right next and to each other. And you think this, like, this bothers you, right? This... It, 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 it's it's just like the, the first Dark X-Men miniseries where I get, you know, you, it's nice having the different stories, but when you, you got one style and then it jumps into another drastic, it's, 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 just, it's a little distracting. I think that it distracting. actually helps. Because um, you're separating two stories. It, when I guess, it's between yeah. stories, it's not as bad as if it's just like suddenly oh, changes. Oh yeah, like which, New Avengers there, 50 had I like forget. 18 different artists. I remember there was, um, I think it was an issue of Dark Avengers, or the last issue I reviewed of Dark Avengers, where um, there's, I think there's like a dream sequence in the middle of the comic book, so mm -hmm. they change artists. And I thought it was completely appropriate yeah, the way that it, that it was set up. Yeah, I guess really you can do a well flashback, done. yeah. But... Sometimes, like, I will f see, you know, uh, an amazing, <laughs> amazing cover by an artist and then open up to Greg Land, and then I get really mad. Mm -hmm. That's something that drives me crazy about Vertigo, at least historically, that they'll get all these, like, really cool artists to do covers. Or, like, that, like, that's like the fables. The, James yeah. Jean did, did them, like, almost forever. Didn't he win an Eisner this year for that? Or when I was he, nominated? He should, I don't know. I haven't read that Cinderella, but the covers are really nice. And then it's a totally it, different it's just, style, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah so... 
I don't know. Um, so yeah, so we got the X Men Noir contest. So and you know, a bunch of us staff, we did our own little videos, and it's it's you just sit there in front of your camera for a minute and just just do something, and you know, yeah, you, you don't be, have to be, be super duper fancy. And you know, I mean it. You see us making fools of ourselves, shooting each other on camera. Like you guys should definitely just let loose and, and try something. Just I watch Red Lamp's death it's on fun. video every morning to to get myself in the working mood. It's it it helps like look at him yeah. later in the mm -hmm. day. Yeah, I think I don't know. I agree. Look at Red Lamp. I got to look at him all day practically. <laughs> Although sometimes he hides behind his monitor, it's, so I, I I get to like duck away from him. Um, over the weekend, last week, we had the announcement of Mark Millar. I call him Millar. I don't care what anyone says. Mark <laughs> Millar's. Um, Millar. Um, his. Well, Jeff Loeb said it was Miller. But he. But even Jeff Loeb likes to call him Millar. So <laughs> I'm going with that. Him and Mark Millar and Steve McNiven's next project is called Nemesis. And it was finally revealed. It's, it's his own creation. So it's going to be under the icon imprint. So it's not going to be in the Marvel Universe. But it's basically it's been billed as Batman meets the Joker. Yeah, that quote, the that quote of his in your article really. Well, that see, off. that wasn't really his really quote. Really, uh, he said, what bit. he said, that's what other people have been tagging it as. He just thought it was kind of. <laughs> so he felt that it was appropriate to use that <laughs> word. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. everyone else is saying it. I have no control. But over it's it. it's it's interesting that he's sure. he's flat out. Hey, hey, Mark Millar, that was really douchey. He's flat out saying, it's. Batman meets the Joker, so it's like w I'm curious. What is DC? I haven't seen if DC has reacted to it. It's, you know, here Marvel's publishing it, but they're saying it's Batman and, and Joker. Is he have? He's got a really uh, sturdy fan following, right? Mark Millar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just from like Wanted base. and Kickass, and you yeah. know, so yeah, he's got his hardcore. You know, the Ultimates. You know, people love what he did with with the Ultimates, and so yeah, yeah. Did, was that quote from like Old a, Man Logan. a press release or like a review? Or, it was, I mean, a, it was an from an interview. interview. Yeah, yeah interview. well, if he, if he was talking and he said, oh, yeah, a lot of people have been saying it, yeah. then it's a quote that people would remember. It's yeah. not like he like sent you an email being like, hey, G-Man, you know what yeah. people are saying about my comic? Yeah, so. and, and, and that's the thing. It's it's It grabs your attention. So whether you like it or you don't like it, it's going to stick in your mind, whether that's going to turn you off or uh, I don't even want to read this hey, because you what, said Mark that. Millar, I don't want to read your comment. Okay, well, I'll, I'll oh, read it. Then. Maybe you should wait till it comes out and maybe it's going to be the best fucking. I guess it was just, I, I just don't like that. Yeah, but I mean, Millar and McNiven recently did Old Man Logan, which was awesome. So I, I will look forward to it. So it's, it's an interesting concept, but I don't, I, I'm curious what DC is going to say about it. Probably nothing like that time that um, Wonder but they could Woman just sue. was put on Playboy. They didn't sue. Mm. Yeah, but so this is different. This is another publisher. I mean, you can almost say they're using their product to sell their product. Yeah, but you could say that about Haunt, too. I mean, drawing a relationship between characters like Spawn and, and, and Spider-Man, these characters that already exist, and they're kind of revamped. I know? guess, yeah. So, who knows? But... Uh, I believe it was March when that's coming out. Um, next, we, as we mentioned before, the Terminator franchise is, was up for auction, and it's going to be decided in February. But McGee, he's still all, yeah, I'm doing Terminator 5 and 6, even though no <laughs> one currently owns the right, and whoever buys the rights may not want him anywhere near that. So it's just interesting that he says he's doing 5 and 6. Have you seen um, this video of James Cameron talking about um, Terminator Salvation. No. I just saw 
it was pretty recently. I, I don't remember where I saw it last night, but it, it was, he was like promoting Avatar, and he, he's really like fancy, you know. And she's like, "Ah, oh, yes. Well, I was working quite hard on Avatar, and in my hotel, I stopped for a minute and watched Terminator Salvation on cable. It was much less terrible than I expected, though it did lack a certain je ne sais quoi." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, James but Cameron, for- go, go make battle. It's kind of lovable in a weird way. <laughs> Nick G wants to bring the next Terminator into modern day London somehow, okay. and and he says he's gonna bring. He wants to bring back Sarah yeah. Connor. So it's like she's dead, but yeah. That's okay. She can come back as a zombie. <laughs> she well, can come back as a zombie. When was Terminator Three set? Because if Terminator Three was set in like 2012, and then this one was set in 2010 no, or Terminator, something. Wait, Terminator Three? Yeah. Or Salvation Three. Three was because uh, she was already dead in three. Yeah. But if if the present of five were between yeah. two and three, three yeah. I I, th- I think was in two thousand three. I think it was like current whenever it came out. It? And then t- t- Salvation was like two thousand twelve yeah. or something like that. When you're dealing with time travel, you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want to. Yeah. But then the other the other interesting thing in, in the the Sarah Connor Chronicles, a TV show, they actually jumped ahead like five years or something like that in order to jump from you know from the bad guys that were chasing him and so there's that whole thing because she was supposed to die earlier but then she ended up yeah jumping to like after 1997 when the whole everything was supposed to crash and i it's it's just a big mess they should I mean, do a crossover between the tv show and the mcgee version yeah uh i i just remember when salvation was coming out someone i forgot what side it was at but someone like mapped out all the different timelines that have branched <laughs> off and it's just it's it's crazy Maybe how they many could, uh, reboot the franchise that's a real popular movie these days yeah i don't know about that chris pine in there um <laughs> what about the talking of, of reboots batman and superman earth one anything you want to add to that that they're re, re revamping rebooting <laughs> yes i'm looking at you <laughs> Uh, they're published by Random House. Um, they're going to be uh, distributed in a graphic novel format, and they're just uh, basically um, doing uh, different takes on their origin stories. So um, I, I just wonder, you know, I can understand trying to target a new demographic yeah, totally. of, of readers by just, you know, distributing through, uh, not distributing through Diamond. Mm-hmm. But um, I wonder how that's going to sit with people who the comic readers yeah i mean how many times do we have to you know hear superman's origin story aren't we going through that right now and they're going to release well, another one next year I, I, if it's just for a different audience that's i, mean, I, I think it's completely yeah I, I don't know if, if the average comic reader is going to want to pick it up because like you said we've seen the origin a million times so i think they're completely targeting towards the non-comic book readers and they're saying hey you've never read a comic book in your life here's just read this and then yeah. the people that so it might alienate comic book readers they might I don't be think like it will i think they'll still go out and pick it yeah. up because i think it's actually more of a concern just like if you're trying to market to new people you go to the comic store you see all these batman graphic novels how do you know yeah. that the one called earth one is the one that's the new continuity you should yeah. start with like they need to get everybody like the they need a lot of press but that yeah. is totally the name of the game i mean you know like people always talk about how the star wars prequels were so shitty and as prequels to those first the original trilogy they were really terrible for adults but it wasn't written for fans of the original movies it was written to bring in kind of a new generation of Star Wars yeah. fans and I am and fine I mean, with if that you, if you go to Borders okay you're gonna go to the graphic novel section mm-hmm. is and, that gonna and, make and you want to pick it up you know as opposed the kids to out like of the, way. the Dark Knight or you know, Returns darn or whatever. little kids I mean I, I don't know 
I just uh, think that it's uh, unless I, they put it like at the very front of the store. Yeah, well, that's they'd have to like coordinate and do. And I remember CrossGen did that really. They tried really hard with that. They had like this cardboard the, yeah, cutouts. This, they they tried really hard to make Borders and Barnes and Noble get people to buy them, and it didn't work, and that company failed. So, well, I don't know. but the, the thing is, with um, the big chain bookstores, and with Diamond, Diamond really caters to them. They're yeah. they're basically like order our books, and and the the book stores can return the product like after a year this isn't selling they can you know get credit or whatever versus a comic store if they order a trade it's theirs forever if it never sells they're out of luck so it's really unfair to the smaller comic shops they're kind of catering to the bookstores now here's something else but I, I guess it's just not for them. Though. Yeah. So I mean, like, if they want to order it and try to market to new people too, that's good. But if I mean, they can just not buy it because comic fans aren't going to be the people buying it. Yeah. Allegedly. They, they want, I don't know. I well, I, I think the reality of it is there's obviously more people not reading comic books that are reading. You know, you look at the movies and you look at ticket sales, and you know, there's you know millions of people go see a movie, but you look at comic sales and you don't get anywhere near a million issues sold so it's a good idea in that regards and maybe some of the people that read that they'll say oh i want to read some other stuff and then they'll try picking up the other like, thing um the fact that uh, all the kids that were reading comics in the 80s are playing video games now mm -hmm. so you know it, it's just it's just a different but i feel like people like comics they just don't like they don't know where to start yeah you know it's funny mm -hmm. i have a friend um and like i, I went i went to his house and i had like tons of comics with me and he used to read them when he was a kid but he doesn't read them at all now and he sat there and he devoured them for three hours mm -hmm. and i'm i'm like are you okay like do you have a problem do you need is, is this your fix or something he's <laughs> like i just i haven't i hadn't picked up a comic book in such a long time and i think that part of that problem is the fact that you know you have to specifically go to a comic book shop yeah in order to purchase your you know that has always and been the big turnaround for manga was when yeah. Kurt Hassler started putting manga in border stores. It just, the sales went through the roof. And that's kind of the model I think that they want because it works, in, like, manga sells well, so well. Well, but manga is so different because most of the series are, are short. They change out all the time. You never have to, see, I mean, you can sit there with one piece and think, okay, t volume 23 just came out. Should I bother picking up volume one and then deal with that? Or you can just go pick up a brand new series. Th it's that's really kind of the idea that I think with mm -hmm. these books is that it is like, yeah. it's just, no, there's I one book it's or whatever. Like, so, okay, you want to try and get into Superman. Here's a book you can pick up that can get you started. It yeah. may not be the continuity you want to follow, and it may but, turn out also not be a very good Yeah, but ho hopefully <laughs> but. it gives you enough taste that then you can jump into something. Because I always get people like, I want to read X-Men, where should I start? And yeah. it's like, okay, you want to read, you know, Utopia. Oh, wait, but before that, you want to read yeah. this. Oh, wait, before that, wait, you want to read. So I went to um, my my housemate who would like borrow comics from me, but didn't really read comics. And we went on free comic day together, mm -hmm. and and he said, you know, I think I want to buy a Spider-Man comic. And he walked all around the store, and it's Comic Relief in Berkeley is a really nice comic store, and they have every Spider-Man comic you could want. But he looked at everything, didn't see anything in particular that grabbed him and he didn't buy anything you know that's too bad i, I gave him like the first ultimate book but it didn't really click yeah, i remember him. i remember when i started getting into comics again um like uh, a year and a half ago i went and i bought all these batman comics you know and i just i started i didn't understand what was happening 
that's why I went on Comic Vine <laughs> because Fucker. I had to look up all this information, which is good. Like it's good to have you know the, the wiki system Resources. like we have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's nice. Um, Maybe it's in our interest for it to be kind of confusing so that people want to come to the site. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, but but that's that's a bad thing. Is go through a whole bunch of these really big franchises and say if you want to read this series and don't know where to start, here's a list of places you might want to start. Yeah. Yeah, I would read those because, yeah. you know, for me it was all '90s cartoons, and if it wasn't a '90s cartoon, I probably don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> the other problem with comic books is just the price. You oh, know, yeah. like, like maybe I'd want to buy this, and then it's like, oh, it's four dollars, and it'll take ten minutes to read. That was, I, that was my I also think, you know, since people don't have comics, maybe may not have a comic store to buy them. You know, if they're going to a Borders, yeah, you can buy single issues there, but. It's not really reliable, then yeah. you, you know, because yeah, some look comics months behind. Yeah, they're, they're behind, and you know, some comics come out every five weeks, or you know, if there's delays. <laughs> so, so, so let let's say I, I'm I'm gonna follow um, New Avengers, so I'm gonna go to, to the Borders or Barnes and Noble, I'm gonna pick up this issue. But then, what if you you're a week late next month, and then they're sold out, and then it's like you're out of luck. So I think. Yeah. The idea with DC putting out these graphic now, because a lot of people do like the trades, because you got the convenience, you got a complete story there. So I think that really will really work. I would love if we could get trades. You know, if we didn't have, I, I almost would like to say, let, no more single issues. Give me a complete. Yeah. But I don't want to wait. Here's a book. Okay, six months till the next book comes out. I up. actually think they're gonna do really well. Yeah, because, they should. Um, because I mean, generally, uh, I feel like trades do do pretty well anyway. Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of people out there that just wait until everything's. You know, and e- even even I buy trades like in in a, co- in a collected yeah. format. So getting this brand new story written by Jeff Johns, you know, his first time writing Batman, I think all those yeah. nerds are gonna go crazy. Yeah. Like they're just gonna go buy that, read it. Mm-hmm. I would say it should it. do really well, which isn't necessarily the same thing as it will. Like I mean, it it might, and I hope it does, but it's mm-hmm. it it will if they don't mess anything up. <laughs> then we'll see because it's DC. But I mean, how could how could you? Really up. Like if, well, like we were saying, if they well, don't like market it right, All Star Batman, <laughs> yeah, and, and they often also it seems like they lose confidence in their ideas, like the All Star thing, or even like Minx or you know, these other lines. They start their like make a huge deal of it, and it's like sounds really innovative, and then it doesn't. They do two books, they're they don't sell well, well, and yeah, and they're just Which like has never mind. Great <laughs> titles, and no one reads them because they made one stupid mistake censoring the title like ten years ago. I think All Star mm-hmm. Batman has the best Batman scene ever, where he paints an entire room yellow. And oh, Robin, he, yeah. he talks to Hal Jordan, who yeah. can't. Why am I thinking of like Mrs. Dalloway now? Didn't she have a yellow room or something? <laughs> no. Okay, um, big, big news, big surprise. Stan Lee is going to have a cameo in Thor. <laughs> what? No way! <laughs> who, you know, I, I felt, you know, when Spider Man 1 came out, I felt Stan Lee should play Uncle Ben. You know, yeah. he, he's the father, he created Spider Man, he's the father of Spider Man in a sense. He should play the father yeah, figure. Yeah. But, but then I don't know good. if he can do kind of that kind. You know, he's always got kind of that 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 gruff New Yorker. Yeah. Kind I couldn't of take his too. death scene seriously. I don't think, and I'm gonna say that, and then he's gonna die, and I'm gonna feel bad. But I mean, just like him lying there on the ground, being like, "Great power," just be like, "Hi, it's Stanley." Because yeah, because in in Fanta- the first Fantastic Four, he was Willie Lumpkin. Even that was a little much. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so I, it's like I, I wonder, you know, in. Um, Iron Man, he was like a what, what's his name, the Hefner. the Hefner guy, and then in Iron Man Two, he's supposed to be like a Larry King type guy. So it's like, what's he gonna do in Thor? Is he gonna be who's playing uh, Odin? The Anthony um, Hopkins. Yeah, right? Anthony Hopkins. Brother. Uh, <laughs> Odin's brother. 
Loden. <laughs> there you go. Or, um, I guess I wonder. I mean, Stanley that. Actually, that, you know, Loden. in Spider-Man, he should have played the, the newspaper guy. The, the guy who runs the newspaper. Uh, I mean, I what's, totally what's his J.K. Simmons? Is that that guy's great. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. Because I, I, I think with, with Stan Lee, as, as much as I love him, I don't know if he could. I, I you know, I think he's he's just cut out for the cameos versus. I think he should just be with his character in Mallrats, where he's himself and hangs out in a mall and says inspirational things. <laughs> and just yeah. every movie, it's like Tony Stark has to go to the mall and just reflect for a little while. Yeah. And I love Mallrats. <laughs> and yeah. then he gets a chocolate covered pretzel. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping Stan Lee's is like a Asgardian warrior, and I said Asgardian like people always comment that <laughs> You're I. You're an I say Asgardian that. warrior. Yeah. So I hope he's like some big tough. He's like all dressed up in armor, and even if he's on there for a I minute. I hope he's Doctor Doom. <laughs> and Thor? Yeah, Doctor Doom's in Thor right now. Yeah, and it's a great well, issue. Five out of five. Unfortunately, I think Thor is still. I I I I wonder if Fox has the rights to Doctor Doom now because of I Fantastic hope not, Four. I probably. Sucks so bad. Uh, I don't even want to talk about really Doctor Doom and again. and Fantastic Four. Um, uh, next Deadpool. They looks like the movie might have some writers. The mm. Zombieland writers. So Zombieland was. It was humorous, so hopefully that will work. Um, I didn't see that. Was it good? I didn't see it either. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's really funny. Though. I, I wanted to see it. Hilarious. Yeah. You have an opinion about this? You want to talk into the mic? I just said it. It's hilarious. H- how do you think they would do with Deadpool? I don't know. <laughs> That's. I mean, but yeah. <laughs> why, the, why are you here? <laughs> the, the key to Deadpool. What I mean, is your contribution? It's got to be funny, and yeah. I'm just hoping it's, it's good. <laughs> uh, how about Spider-Man Four? John Malkovich possibly as the Vulture, which you know, having a guy flying around that that could be. Yeah, they're really going for the Vulture. That's well, that's the rumor. Yeah. But then, what makes it worse, what kills this rumor is because Anne Hathaway has been rumored to be Felicia Hardy, but according to the latest rumor, she's not going to be a Black Cat, but rather the Vulture's daughter, and she's going to be called the Vultress. It's what? just like, what? like what the wah, wah. No. But, but John but, Malkovich is going to be the black cat, so it'll be okay. Yeah. John, John Malkovich <laughs> looks hot. like the vulture, though. He's 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 awesome. He looks like I, I cannot, he's disgusting. I cannot I wait. I cannot wait to see Jonah Hex to see him playing Turnbull, Mister Turnbull, because he's like a douchey guy and just he because <laughs> John Malkovich is just like he could be like ah. so. And I, I think it was Josh Brolin that that talked about John Malkovich how he can play this evil. You know, he's usually like a calm guy. You know, just the way he talks, he's very kind of passive. But then when he just uh, gets angry, you, you just feel it. You know, you don't really hear it, but he just he just gets He does like, creepy evil. really well. Yeah. Too. That's so. because he is creepy. I like, I, li- I like John Malkovich. And Kevin Spacey, I can say the same for him. He's also creepy. Have you ever but, seen um, Shadow the Vampire? Yeah. He's, was, yeah. He, he's uh, right now directing Nosferatu, but it's a real vampire, and he's like making all his crew die to be in the movie and he's like just directing oh, them yeah, to keep I acting. Remember that. It's, it's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> so, but but what bothers me about the if Anne Hathaway or whoever's this character is, it's like why call her Felicia Hardy? Because the vulture does have a daughter. Weird. And you know, obviously she wasn't a big part in Marvel Universe and I don't think but, she's been. Are they gonna ever be since. Black Cat later maybe? I don't know. It's I just, just like, like too muddled a rumor for me and i don't know yeah i, I think so too i gotta agree with gia yeah, but i don't believe any of it and the other thing is they're saying um dallas dallas bryce howard doesn't look like she's gonna be being, gonna be appearing as gwen stacy again hmm. she looked kind of strange like albino. well the, the weird thing is okay dallas bryce howard has red hair 
She was a blonde in the movie. <laughs> Kirsten, That's why she Kirsten looks Dunst. Kirsten Dunst has blonde hair. Yeah. She was a redhead in the movie. It's like, just just switch it around. <laughs> it won't make any sense. Yeah, It'll ruin like, up continuity. She's a Who cares? She's one too. Yeah. I, mean, I always Kirsten thought Kirsten Dunst. Dunst is a little mousy. For she's Mary not. Jane. I mean, Mary I Jane is supposed so to be a supermodel. Uh -huh. And get, Kirsten Dunst. In? And I don't know. There's just this, so this, much about her. I think we've had I, this this conversation like in the podcast. Reconstructive <laughs> surgery. Like you have so she, much money, she, girl. She, she like, doesn't please. look like a model, definitely. But I mean, it is a little. I don't know. It, she's more like interesting looking than a lot of like random hoes they would cast to play a supermodel. I'd rather see a random hoe than <laughs> than hose. chick with bent in teeth. Yeah. So okay. I don't know. Just please, Sam. Uh, Sam Raimi, do it, do it right. Isn't Dallas Bryce Howard now in uh, interview? Twilight, or not, right? Twilight, yeah. She, I, oh, uh, yeah. cashing in on that. But oh, the, the weird oh, thing oh, is, is um, because I, I read a little bit in her her interview about that, where she's taking a place of another actress who I yeah. think was in the first one. But it's like I don't I I don't know why she's replaced. If something happened it's, with the other actress, it was a contract thing. I think you uh, know, Spider Man's popular now, but Twilight will be around forever. So yeah. 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 See, <laughs> contract thing is usually code for she was like a total bitch on the set. No, sorry, I think, she, that, I think she did. She did some other movie when she wasn't supposed to, because no. I guess they own your soul. When but and and the thing with Dallas Bryce Howard, she you know she has a potential of coming back in in Terminator because she plays John Connor's wife, who originally was played by Claire Danes in Terminator Three. And I just read um, it's not a this morning. Franchise at all. Yeah. I always wondered what happened to Claire Danes. Well, look at like John Connor. He's played by Edward Furlong. Then he's played <laughs> by um, Nick Stahl in Terminator Three. Now he's played by. Batman. Hi, Batman. What do you What do you do if like you were pretty popular in 1993 as an actor, and then your career dies? You, you go to conventions and charge people for Wait, autographs. Wouldn't you try to movies. get a real job? Like, yeah, hey, how many people do agent. like uh, 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 the video game site? Robert Downey Jr. Had, uh, <laughs> yeah. They had the guy who played uh, Crunch, or is that right? Crunch mm. in uh, the Goonies. No, Apparently, he went on and became a lawyer. Good for him. Yeah. Major props to that guy. I don't think his name was actually Crunch. He got real. Like chunk. Chunk. He was Chunk. I, I kept thinking Mal. And now he's, now he's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. But now he's answering video. Ed, Ed Furlong, who is John Connor in T2, is an actor still. I, isn't there, wasn't there some like... He, he was in a, a Crow movie. Yeah. Like Crow 3. or I never saw it because I never saw it too. Was that straight to video? I, I believe so. it was. Cool. He's around. <laughs> That's an actor. <laughs> I think they, the studio didn't trust him for two or three or maybe he had just been in rehab or there was some weird issue or I, I like Nick Stahl yeah I mean, he, you know you see Carnival Carnival yeah I love it with, with my friend Clancy Brown <laughs> I love Clancy Brown. I love Clancy Brown he, he, he how are you friends with Clancy Brown I interviewed him at San Diego for uh Superman Batman um Public Enemies and I was asking him some questions and and Red Lamp was was filming and he was, he was trying to get me to, to cut off because I'm, I'm asking Clancy questions. And I don't know if he just didn't want to answer the questions or if, if he was just giving me a heart. Yeah, look up. Go to the, the video page. Go to interviews. Look up the Clancy Brown. And and I, I, I could tell. I mean, I was, I'm trying to ask him stuff. I was like, are you going to be in the final season of Lost? And he's like, no. no. I, I was like, I, you were great in there. He's like, that's nice. Do you think? It's just <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of his. And, yeah. and so I obviously I could tell. He was playing Lex Luthor while he was doing <laughs> <He> what <laughs> was happening, which was awesome. Like from a, an audience perspective, yeah, I, I, I could but tell. Not as the interview. No, I, I, I knew he was giving me. You know, he wasn't being as not. I wouldn't say uncooperative, but I was. I'm like screw it. It's like I'm talking to Clancy Brown. I'm going with yeah. this, and 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 our our friend Gary, who 
help put it together to interview. You know, he's always like, okay, you got to keep these limited because there's other people. On it. I'm like, I'm going to talk as long as I'm going to talk. And, and and I kept it going, even though Red Lamp tried to cut me off. Yeah, he tried to cut him I, off a couple I times. It. Did you ever? Uh, cut off his head. It was good though. See that I movie did Pathfinder? I did not it's see that. Based on the comic, it, it wasn't very good. It's about like Native Americans fighting Vikings, and the yeah. the comic had pretty art. The movie is pretty terrible, but he's the bad guy in it, and and he learned um, like this ancient Icelandic language to play the character, and it was totally unnecessary. He's just crazy, <laughs> so he's like, "I'm learning ancient Icelandic," and the director's like, "Okay, sure, go for it." But um, I, there was there's there that rumor a little bit ago of Clancy Brown as Lobo. Which I'd, I'd like that to see that. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'd like to see that. But I and love it, him. That'd basically just be his Highlander that. character, but yeah. I would yeah. watch it. <laughs> yeah. um, what about Wonder Woman 600? Any thoughts on that? As I don't think Wonder it's Woman. a good idea. And why is that? Because it's separated into three uh, volumes, right? And I understand, you know, that um, Superman and, and Batman are, are just, you know. Up there. Yeah, they're, they're well into th- Six, and that's the thing, they've never been canceled. I mean, I hate to say it for Wonder Woman. You know, she hurt a lot. She's had some great series, but they whether they're canceled or just ended, it's. I I was looking at, I was looking at the numbers for um, highest selling uh, comics for the month of October, mm-hmm. I think. And Wonder Woman was like number seventy four. Oh, that, that and, sucks. And and that beats uh, like she was beat out by Power Girl and Batgirl. Oh. And, <laughs> and and you know what it is like. People um, are scared of Wonder Woman. They're intimidated no, you by know her. What? You know, I don't understand, but there's just something about the character that people are just really shy away from, which is sad because she's such a great character. Was there a time when it was really popular? I think when uh, Greg Rucka was writing. Oh, even before George Perez. George Perez. I mean, he did who, some awesome stuff. He like yeah. actually, and then John Byrne. Yeah, after yeah. that, John Byrne did some interesting things with her. I kind of like. Like what he did. That's the he, it, John Byrne. Act, I think John Byrne brought in Cassie Sandsmart. Was it was it Greg Rucka that um, had her fight Medusa and she like went blind? Yeah, she she blinded herself and, and in order I, to like I, you know, fight I didn't, her. I didn't read those either. Oh man, it's such a great scene. You know, I mean, <laughs> even I was shying away from Wonder Woman. And it's, it's really it's really sad. <laughs> there's some great this, covers. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I just there's something about the character that I, I think like as a girl, you know, as 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 somebody who started reading comics you later. You just gesture in my your life, boobs. No. Um. No. <laughs> okay. Uh. Anyway, as a girl, you know, um, for me, it, I always always wished that some, um. That they would they would reach out to a demographic that you know isn't familiar with comic books. I will say, when I was little, I would go to the comic book store with my brother because um, he collected a lot of cards and had Spawn and stuff like that. And I always found myself much more interested in going to a lot of the older Wonder Woman comics and Supergirl comics, like from the like 40s, 50s, 60s, than in picking up the more recent. I couldn't tell you why because I was a lot younger then. I don't really remember. I just remember. Like, I would go to the newer ones, and I'd kind of look at them, and I'd be like, I don't know. She's wearing a different outfit. I don't know. I think I'm going to go back to the to the old She looks so cute, comics. right, though? Yeah. I mean, I mean, she looked really cute back then. But I, I feel like um, I, I wish that there were more girls that read comics and more girls that were interested in the character. Or boys, too. I mean, Christ, why don't boys read Wonder Woman? What are, what are, do you want to answer this? It's tough for a male to kind of connect with Wonder Woman. But but you know but Amazon. boys boys it's want like to Zena. see the women yeah, exactly. you know the scantily clad women. Zena. She was yeah. a lesbian. I don't know. My brother watched it. But what what bothers me about Wonder Woman six hundred is, 
you know, and Marvel's really done this where they'll count up all the issues and then say, well, if this was a continuous series, then it would be at this number. But it's like, no, you you stopped it. You you yeah. you know, you, you you canceled the book, and then the next month you relaunch with a number one just to make a number one to get people to buy it. <laughs> and then after that, they're like, well, we're gonna go back to our original numbering, and then it's just uh, that that just pisses that, me off. That is frustrating. Um, it's like show the longevity. It's it's I, lasted this long. And I feel like Dan Didio doesn't really he he wasn't really interested in giving her issue number six hundred, and the only reason he did was because there was a you know, 800 different people who sent postcards in to be like, please, like, give her an issue number 600. And I don't know if they'll just half-ass it. Like, they don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, okay, let's just do it for the sake of doing it instead of actually giving doing it because, you know, they, they think, hey, she deserves that. Her book isn't even selling. I mean, yeah. she's getting beat out by Power Girl. I mean, come on. Oh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor. They're great. But they're great. Power Girl sucks. Yeah, I'm not a, the biggest Power yeah. Girl fan, but I I dig what they're doing with it. And if, if, if they leave the book, uh, I don't think I'll be reading. So uh, good luck, Power Girl. <laughs> Whoever t- if they ever leave the book. I can name a couple people who will still buy Power Girl. Yeah, I'm sure. Aztec. Yeah. Um, in April, some guy named Bruce Wayne is returning to comics. It's the Hulk, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be his Hulk. So yeah, we're gonna see like. Pirate Batman and Viking, or hopefully Viking, because the whole thing Batman. is he's he's somehow lost in time, and <laughs> so he's it, it's yeah. People are like, didn't Captain America just do that? But I, that's a little different because Captain America was trapped within his own timeline, and Bruce Wayne is just is traveling through every yeah. Ha, now how is he traveling? Sense as a pirate, pirates are by definition criminals. And, and, and it's like that doesn't make any he sense. He might not actually be a pirate, right? Or is well, there's a picture where he, right? He could be a swashbuckler Batman. without. I suppose. <laughs> it, it, but it, it reminds me of an early, early, early Fantastic Four. I mean, way before my time, but I read the reprint where they go back in time and Ben Grimm is mistaken for Blackbeard the pirate. So <laughs> you got this orange rock guy with a. Oh, I just got it on the holidays. This oh, orange rocky guy with. A black beard, and people are like, "Oh, it's black beard." Never mind the fact that that his face is is rocks. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's going to be the big deal. And the interesting thing about it is, people are like, "Like, oh, it, it's too soon," because he it was like a year ago. Yeah. And so I think, and same thing with Captain America. People were like shocked that he came back, but that was like over two years ago that Steve Rogers has been dead. And so it's like, you know, I I don't know what what the the answer is. You know, people are. They don't. They love Bruce Wayne, but they don't want him back yet. And it's, I want him back. If they clearly weren't going to keep him dead forever, you may no, as well it's, just it's do a, it. It's, yeah, it's inevitable. I mean, no you know it's going to happen. Forever. Especially, you know, you could kill off certain characters, but someone like Bruce Wayne, Batman, you yeah. know, you you can't kill them. Also, yeah, just like Captain America, of course he's going to come back. And I think people are. Some people are a little upset that he's coming back. It's like, yeah, we know it's it's going to happen. I'm more interested in how it's going to happen, how he's going to come back. It's like it's same thing with like Battle for the Cowl. A lot of people are upset because like, oh, you know Dick Grayson's going to be Batman, but it's it's like the the trip, how that happened and everything. I don't. I really didn't like that series. Did you? I, I liked it. I mean, it I, okay. I, I, I like Tony Daniels' art and seeing all the other... I think, I, I, think I, I said this in a previous podcast, but looking at his work, I feel like he can't be the artist and the writer on a book. Yeah, you, you said that. Mm-hmm. Because I have a business question. I have a question. Um... So when a character like Bruce Wayne is supposed to come back in a comic, how how much of it is decided by 
individual writers and artists as it, it's all to, editorial like, suit oh yeah I, i'm sure you know, for bruce wayne he's only been dead a year you know when, i'm sure when they decided we're gonna do batman rap we're gonna kill off bruce wayne they had a timetable they knew okay we're gonna bring him back in 13 months or you know whatever it's going to be you know they they have it all mapped out it's kind of like it's like a tv show where the producer is the one who decides what happens and then they probably have like all the writers meet and talk about it but then if he says okay we're killing her off in two episodes make it happen and they do it and that's why the really good ones are so good because they had to work within that framework yeah like you you take like um i think uh gail simone said this you take Secret Six, like she's, uh, she said that she struggled a little bit with Secret Six because she's given a list of characters that she can and cannot use. Mm-hmm. So she'd, you know, go to her editor and be like, can I use this guy? And she'd be like, no, sorry, you can't use that guy. And yeah. then so you gotta well, work around it. And Sandman, Neil Gaiman would just use like weird characters that nobody remembered who mm-hmm. were in one comic 40 years ago. Just mm-hmm. really. Like yeah. Sandman himself was not a particularly famous. He was around character. though. I mean, there were some that were like like Element Girl who was like the girl metamorpho and hadn't yeah. been in anything forever <laughs> and then he killed her off. <laughs> but it was also like, like um, back at Avengers 500, way before New Avengers and all that stuff, Brian Bendis, you know, when he killed off Hawkeye, Clint Barton, he said he was given a list from the editors of like, this is who you can kill. And he said he was actually surprised at some of the names under, you know, some of the high profile names, but obviously he came back. And and the same thing with like Ultimatum when, you know, in the Ultimate Universe, all these characters die, but it's it's not like a writer's coming in and it's like, I'm going to kill this person off. You know, it's the editorial, whoever, you know, is running, overseeing everything. They're like, okay, let's do this. And now with Bruce Wayne coming back, it's going to be a six issue miniseries. So, you know, it's going to be collected in a nice trade. People are going to buy it, and you know Grant Morrison's writing it, so it's it's another like event, something that they can cash, cash in, on. in on. Yeah, and of course it, it's going to be awesome. So I'm 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 going to read it, and maybe I'll buy the trade, even though I'll buy the issues. You'll buy the trade. I, I mean, it, it's the strange thing is, Batman is like one of the few titles that I will actually go back and buy the trades. Like I bought um, the. Batman and Son when Damien was was introduced and I bought the RIP and I did buy Final Crisis just cuz that was just crazy and <laughs> I needed to read it again in one sitting. Um what else do we have? We have I, I think uh, I, I better go okay. edit Lucky 7. So. Okay. Thanks everybody. Thank <laughs> you. You want to jump over there? Uh, he's not using. Reisner is not using his mic so you can read the comics. <laughs> You're taking Red Lamp's role where he just sits and reads comics. Um, then the last thing I have is we saw Whiplash poster. Yeah, that was awesome, huh? And there's that viral marketing thing with some secret of Tony Stark, and I'm not even really sure what's going on there, so I'm not looking at that. But um, the thing is, if you are curious, go to Andy Diggle's Twitter account. Just just do a search, Andy Diggle Twitter. I'm sure you can find it. And look at his feed. He posted an image of the Mandarin Oh, <laughs> it's awesome. Iron Man too. Uh, it's it's a the great Mandarin? picture. It's really cool. Mandarin. Yeah. yeah. So look for that. I'm I'll, not. I'll I don't even want to you. spoil it okay. for you. Just go to Andy Diggle's Twitter and <laughs> look at that. Does anyone have anything else they want to add? Yeah. Don't waste it's, your time on Andy Diggle's <laughs> feed. It's a Mandarin. You know, it's like never before seen. Yeah. Is it a Mandarin orange? Is it? Um. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> does anyone have any, that? That's it for my my news roundup. I don't know if we have anything else. Yeah, oh, like damn it. I forgot a question. There are no more questions. We don't even get regular questions like um, personal questions or anything like that. I can ask you a personal question. Um, you can ask, and we'll see if I'll answer. 
Who was your comic book crush when you were growing up? What do you mean? Like you and like, Batman or you and... and yeah, and like I, I had a crush honestly, on Batman. Honestly, swear to God, I did not have one. What? Lies. I did. I, you did. I'll, well, again, it was a cartoon for me, but Gambit was... Yeah? I was a huge fan. Oh, I liked Maybe him it's too. a girl thing. No, it's not because... I really liked Rogue. Yeah. See this? See? You're okay. just weird. She was my I favorite just, woman. I just and I liked the that I, I could never have her because she was like <laughs> she was animated. Well, sure, because then you never have and to not deal real. With the potential of rejection. <laughs> that that's that's low maintenance. That's, that's the anime industry. Like in you, a nutshell. you never hold my hands. It's like, well, I can't hold your hands, lady. So a DVD can't tell you no. Plus, it was that accent. She had the southern. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's why I was so sad with the X Men movies. Like that was my big thing with the first X Men movie was they basically turned Rogue into Jubilee. But well, with like Rogue's hair, was, I was so sad. My, my, my daughter like <laughs> when when I when we read X Babies and you know because there was a little rogue in there, so I kind of did like a southern um, rogue accent. And she said that she liked when I I talked like people from the south. And I'm like, I don't know if I should be like specifying that or not. But that's the way she talks. And I'm not trying to be mean or anything. My dad's family's from Atlanta, so I, I have a fondness for yeah. southern accent. But I think my favorite is doing Bullseye with a southern accent, even though <laughs> he's clearly not. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Anyone have anything else they want to throw Hi, in? Hi, Comic Vine. I love you guys, too. Just so you know. No, I have nothing else to say. You know, it, it's kind of weird that we, we didn't really get sidetracked today for some Gee. reason. Well, I kind of like being sidetracked, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. We got no weird. It's, it's good to have some one weird thing that I can throw in as the, as the image for our podcast. And I don't know if, if I have one. <laughs> just use a photo of Kane. Kane and Anna came on our podcast. I just used a picture of them and I spliced it together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, does anyone have anything else you want to add? Anyone want to sing? I, I can't I believe this. Sing. This is like one of the few. It's like there's singing I like every week. Sing about the moon and a June and a spring. I like to, if anybody actually remembers the cartoon that that's from, I will be really impressed. That's your image right there. Um, <laughs> you just got one. <laughs> oh, it's 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 on the tip of my brain. Blue um, owl. I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, I don't know. Or you could put up a picture of Oregon. Oregon. Or maybe a picture of the, the Mandarin. Or the Mandarin. There you go. Okay. You go. I think that about does it for this week's podcast. We yeah. will we'll Will we see them next week? Because uh, you might, but I won't. Yeah. Because I'll be on a plane. Yeah, so it's going to be quiet in the office uh, next week. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, so we are nearing the end of the year. So, oh, go watch the Muppets video that was posted today. It's for the holiday. The Muppets video? It's a holiday theme one. Okay, I'm leaving to go watch that like, right now. Okay, so thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Most of us will. So, bye.